Welcome to C3 Tugger. You're about to hear an inspiring message from Pastor Phil Oldfield. Fantastic. If you're listening on podcast, I pray you get your Bible out, get your highlighter out, get your pen out. And um, let's begin a journey through the Word and some of these scriptures you've heard already. One of the things for me uh, that I, I know for a fact is that people are underpowered to, I mean, they start their journey in God, but they, they, they are underpowered to continue to journey towards God. And that means that you're underpowered to serve God. We had Vision Sunday last Sunday. And people might have thought, I have no power to serve God. I have no ability to serve God. I have nothing to offer. I am underpowered. I'm doing my best as a a breadwinner. I'm doing my best as a husband. I'm doing my best as a housewife. I'm doing my best. I cannot offer any more service to mankind other than my family and my work colleagues and my sports friends and some other people around my life. But God says, you are, you have great capacity. You can rule and reign in Christ. And you can give, give, give to the cows come home. You can just, you, you wouldn't believe how much you can give of yourself and of your resources. But people feel, I cannot give. I am tired. I am broke. I do not have enough of myself to give away. Thank you very much. So feed me, feed me, feed me. Help me, help me, help me. But you can only do that so long before you realize, oh my God, there's more to life than this. So, can I talk to you about that? It's called experiencing grace, because when you experience grace, you can give, you can worship, you can live for God in a totally wonderful new way. I believe when you have that encounter with God, when you have that burning bush encounter with God, it's that ground underneath you becomes holy. This is holy ground you're standing on now. And all of a sudden, man, you feel the light of heaven shining on you. You feel the favor of God upon upon you in a most supernatural, extraordinary way. And you just know in Christ all things are possible. It's an amazing thing that God can turn you inside and out. He can turn you inside and out. Sometimes our personalities confine us into being very measured in life. But I want to tell you this morning, by my own testimony, that God can bring out a roar of a lion. And what's a version for ladies? Help me. Can just bring out the most beautiful, wonderful, gracious, loving man, beautiful lady, beautiful woman of God that you wouldn't... You'd be just... Be surprised. God can bring out inner beauty if you let God on the inside. That's where it begins. comes out of your pores. comes out of your eyes. It comes out of your expression. It comes out of your demeanor. Why is old people, Christians, they get old and they... And old people who are not saved, they get... Because that's been their posture for many years. And, 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 and it even goes worse. But Christians have this openness. They have this availability almost 
to be. I guess, yeah, to be open for a bit of a target even. But you know what? God, we used to have this cartoon in the 60s. Uh, Batfink, I think it was called. Anyone remember? Was it Batfink? My wings are like wings of steel. (laughs) Man, is that true? Am I quoting something real? It sounds fanciful. I, I can hardly even remember it. But these things stay with you. And he would put his, it was a cartoon, and he would put his wings up and nothing could penetrate the baddies would be shooting at him. Anyway. Help me, Lord. We're coming up to Christmas. I mean, Easter, Easter, Easter. (laughs) I'll be glad when this fast is over, I'm telling you. (laughs) Challenges. And then we go out last night and hear Bill Hybels. Bill Hybels at Mark and Darlene Check's house, and uh, thank you uh, for your hospitality, uh, Darlene and, and Mark. Awesome. And we sat before a man of God, Bill Hybels, first mega church in America, first really big secret sensitive church in America. When God, he, he says this, he quotes this, when God transforms the life of just one leader, the leader can transform a church. When one church is transformed, you can transform a community. And when enough churches are thriving, you can affect a region, a country, and eventually the entire world with the positive, life-changing power of Jesus Christ and the redeeming and restoring work of his people. This is what he quotes. His offsider is one of the great leaders, too, of this great organization, Willow Creek Church in America. 25,000 people they have come through this church worshiping God on a Sunday. He says this, He believes the effectiveness of a local church is largely dependent upon the sold-out, Christ-centered devotion of its leadership core. Where the staff or volunteers, the whole church benefits when leaders develop themselves spiritually and personally. And he goes on to say that this organization exists to maximize the transformative power, transformative power of the local church. Someone asked him last night, we were in a nice quiet setting, and uh, someone asked him, Bill, senior ministers, 30 of us in a nice house, Bill, how can the word be relayed in such a way that people take it as it is the supernatural seed of the word, the infallible, irrefutable word of God that can transform a life if you take it into your heart? How can we see more people being transformed by it as we preach and he says, you just got to keep preaching. There's nothing you can do besides, you know, the Holy Spirit and then people being responsive and then people's own obedience and will to receive that word and for that word to begin to grow and produce a harvest of righteousness, as you said, said Cameron. And this harvest of righteousness begins to allow you to begin to morph into a whole new creature in Christ you begin to have a whole new expression almost in the sense that you begin to be able to, I guess, be an expression, an expression of one of Christ's subjects and people can see it on you. People see it on you. People see it in you. And nobody has to, you don't even have to tell anyone that you're born again saved. People see something about you that, that is winsome, that is something attractive, and, and, and in that, people then will hear you. They want to hear you. Well, tell me more now. 
You know what I'm saying? So, so what is this? What is this thing that stops us receiving the word to transform us and allow us to, to be more like Christ? And it's really, it's really about us and our own will. And it's really about this, understanding the fulfilled work of Christ on Calvary, the perfect work of Jesus that Easter represents. Do you know what I'm talking about? Everything's been paid for. You don't have to earn anything anymore. It's all, you just got to receive it. You don't have to earn it. If I could only just tell you now, people, there's a couple of people here I know just visiting for the first time. I don't know if you're saved or not. But can I just tell you, God's smile is absolutely towards you. God's smile is absolutely towards you. And He wants to engage you. He wants to bless you with your best life. He doesn't want you to jump through hoops and, you know, run marathons, religious marathons and, 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 you know, get all religious. He just wants you to accept Him, trust Him, believe in Him and say, yes, Jesus. That's all I can say, Jesus. And guess what? That's all He wants you to say. Yes, Jesus. Once you say, yes, Lord, that's it. You acknowledge that smile from heaven towards you. And guess what? Your whole life begins to flood with the life of God and the love of God. You are a spiritual being. God is spirit. You've got to get a handle of this by the spirit. John, the, the apostle, said three major things about God. He is spirit. He is light. He is holy. Meaning if he shone a light right there, it would be pure, unadulterated, pure light of the love of God. And that is coming right down on this building right now. And it's coming through that roof and it's upon your heart. But actually, you can put up your wings of steel and say, no, thank you, God. Not today. But if you dare risk the challenge of encountering God in the most extravagant way and go like this, this is why it's good to open your hands, open your arms to the Lord and lift your arms to the Lord like this. If you dare do that, you can receive the totality of God's love for you by grace. Jesus paid a price 2,000 years ago. It's done. It's fulfilled. It's all. He sat down. He said, it's finished. No more do, do, do. It's done, done, done. Forget the do, do, do. It's done, done, done. So if you didn't read your Bible this week, if you didn't pray and you're not fasting, please, don't condemn yourself, the Bible says. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You come to church, you approach, the Bible says in Hebrews, the throne of grace with confidence. Man, I feel like a heathen today. I just don't feel like going to church. And man, I've been bad, I've been sad, I've been... But you come to church anyway, because you can. It's like a bank down the road. If it was open right now and there were millions of dollars in there, would you care how you felt? You'd still go down there, wouldn't you? And the vault was open and you could just go in there and walk into the vault. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wouldn't you do that? Wouldn't you go down there? Would you just say, oh, look, I just don't really feel like getting up this morning. I know there's, I know there's millions of dollars in that vault, but look, I, to be honest, you know, I, I might try tomorrow. Could be, could be a bit busy down there anyway, some other people. <laughs> and no, you, you just get down to the bank. You get into the church and you, and you come into the house. And you receive that which the Bible says is available for you in Christ Jesus. It's all done. It's available by grace. It's like this. It's like. And you'll go. Yeah, I'm not sure about that, guys. Look at the fine print. Yeah. What's he up to? 
You've got to trust God. If you don't trust me, trust the Bible. The B-I-B-L-E. Trust it. Trust it. Trust the Bible. The infallible, immutable, inspired, living. Oh, God. One word. Man, when you're sad, when you're bad, you open this up and you read just one one verse. Oh, my God. Whew. Forget your pizzas and chicken and baked dinners, man. Just one glance of that and you go, oh, that's what I needed. I didn't need another pizza. I didn't need chocolate. Ladies. I didn't need it. I just needed the Bible. I needed the Word, the infallible, immutable, irrefutable, inspired, living, loving, life-giving Word of God. Man, if I could help someone, if I could come around and read to you, I would. Pastor Phil's coming around tonight. What do you mean? He's going to read us a bedtime story. (laughs) Wow. Praise God. No, it would never happen. I'll tell you right now. But there's that Bible just sitting there. It's got everything on it. Anchovies. It's got pineapples. It's got everything, man. You just go... I can't see how that is appetizing, someone says. I cannot see how that is going to fill the spot. Trust me. Man, look, my favorite TV show is coming on in the moment. Uh, look, that'll do it. That'll do it. My sport, my hobby, my, 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 my something, anything, that'll do it. No. Get an appetite for the Word of God. Change your appetite. Some people don't drink water because they have no appetite for water. But you can change. Some people don't like vegetables, but Garth does now. <laughs> He's changing. He came to my house for, I don't eat that, I don't eat this, I don't, what do you eat? Just carbs? No, man, you're gonna die. And we need you. <laughs> so Julie just kept on putting that stuff on his plate. Garth, by grace, you're going to eat that cauliflower. Because Pastor Julie made it, right? And you're going to eat it, and you're going to love it, even if you have to put sauce on it. Fleur sauce that she made, some beautiful sauce. I'm sure I saw him throwing some to the dog one day. Jesus, 2,000 years ago, paid a massive price for our sins, our separation from God. We, are sep- we were separated. We were separated. Um, this is a free gift. It cannot be earned. It cannot be earned. It's unmerited. It's undeserved. You cannot earn it. You have just got to cop it sweet and receive it in Jesus' name. When you get saved... You cannot earn favor. You just got to acknowledge all of that which God has for you. You are saved by grace. You live in grace, land. You walk by grace, presence of God. Paul says, when he says grace, you can supplement that word grace by his spirit, capital S, spirit, the Holy Spirit. You walk by grace, by the presence of God. You feel the smile of heaven on you. You feel 
supernaturally the smile from heaven upon your life. You do. To the point where you defend Christ and His glory and His church and yourself. Because religion won't do that. Religious people won't go to the, to the burning stake. But someone who has convictions, beliefs are one thing, but convictions are different. You'll die for your convictions. You'll die for your, and I am absolutely convicted that Jesus loves me. This I know, for the Bible tells me so. I'll die for that. And that's what I live on. Major theology that, isn't it? Major theology. They asked the theologian, what's your grandest thought? What's your most inspired thought? Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. Did you get that? Wow. Anything else? That's it. When you feel the grace of God, you are empowered. I don't know any other way to say it. You are empowered to worship. You're empowered to read your Bible. You got now. God is spirit. You are spirit. When you die, your spiritual you, your spirit, I mean, will go on into eternity. Eternity this way, lost eternity, or eternity that way, forever eternity with God in heaven. Is that good? Now that's, I've got to be blatant as that. Sorry, I would like to water it down, but I'd like to say that it might come back a better person or, you know, a dog or cat and parrot. They're beautiful. I love them. Eagle. But you won't. I read, uh, watched a great George Harrison documentary. Fantastic. And, um, you know, although searching for the truth, he needed Jesus at the end of the day. Jesus is, everything is in him. Can I just read you one statement again? Can I just read you this? Because I'm nearly done. Down through the centuries, God has been restoring his truths to the church. And it seems that the final truth is the person of Jesus Christ and all that is accomplished on the cross. The revelation of the finished work of Jesus will get stronger and stronger in the end times, and man will begin to enjoy the full benefits of his new covenant of grace. I will just give a couple of scriptures. So, um, Romans 5, 7, For if by the trespass of one man, who's the one man? That's Adam. He, he abdicated his right to bring the, the glory and the kingdom of God to this earth, and he handed that right over and laid it down, I mean, and gave those just gave it up to Satan basically and death reigned that's what you see on the planet right now a lot of death reigning and people a lot of a lot of brokenness a lot of decadence the planet is not in good shape because of death reigning it's the curse that was released all those years ago but through that was through one man Adam but how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision this is abundant man it's so abundant. It's provision of grace and the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. You can reign in life. How, where, how does this grace come to us? It comes through us by John 1.17. 
for the law was given through Moses. But grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Jesus, you, you want us to take on two things here. Grace and truth. Two things that we need to just receive. The secret of ruling and reigning in Christ is to receive this. Grace, His empowering grace to live our best life and His righteousness. What's His righteousness? His righteousness is simply this. When God the Father looks upon you, He looks through the accomplished work of Jesus and He sees you perfect. You're a child of God. You're beautiful in His sight. He's not condemning you. He's not judging you. He wants you to live your best life, of course, but He doesn't he's not looking at the lack of prayer. He's not looking at the lack of all the disciplines that you could be doing. He's looking at you with unbridled love, unconditional love. And he looks at you right now. Can I just say that? He's looking at you right now. And we we have this disposition in life because of society that teaches everything's by achievement. Everything's uh, We achieve this status of being approved by God. But can I tell you, that doesn't work with God. It's all because of Jesus, all because of the finished work of Jesus and all that He did. You just got to look to Him and say, yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Lord God, for opening up the bank vault of every promise in the Bible and my best life and all that you have for me. It's available. And He's saying, wonderful. And by the Spirit you feel that. By the Spirit you're being communicated to by God. And then you, you ask for forgiveness in, in 1 John 1 9. And I haven't got this, but I'm wrapping it up now. It's 1 John 1 9. Because the Bible says in 1 John 1 9, it says, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, the Son, purifies us from all sin. This is in 1 John 1 7. I'll say it again. If we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, His Son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make Him out to be a liar and His Word has no place in our life. Friends, Let's all stand. God bless you. We've got to be reminded to receive grace. Everything's done. It's finished. His blessings are upon us, towards us. Ephesians 2.4 says, But because of His great love. Did I say great love? Can we say that together? Say great love. Say because of His great love for us. Can we say that together? Because of His great love for us. Can I have Ephesians 2.4 up there, please? We're going to read this together. And because, and again, and because of His great love for us, God, say that again, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. Now, hang on, here it is. It is by grace you have been saved. Let's say that again. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ. Let's say that again. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with Him in the heavenly realms 
in Christ Jesus. 1 Corinthians 15.10 But by the grace of God, I am what I am. Get used to who you are. Don't look down upon yourself disparagingly. Don't criticize yourself. Put a smile on your dial and look to heaven and say, Thank you, I'm alive. I am what I am. I'm not like these holy people here, fasting and praying and waxing lyrical about God things. But I can tell you this. He loves you. He loves me and loves you the same. He's got no favorites. He's loving you right now. Would you receive it? Would you believe it? Read the rest of this. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15.10, But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And His grace to me was not without effect. Guys, it's not without effect. It's going to up the ante in your life tremendously if you want. You're going to be an awesome worshiper, an awesome person that journeys with God through thick and thin, up and down valleys and up over mountains and swimming rivers. And you're going to continue to journey with Him because His grace is of huge effect. It is not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them. Yet, not I, but the grace of God that was with me. Greatest miracle we've ever received is salvation. Greatest miracle that Jesus has given us is salvation. How much more does He want to bless us in the smaller miracles of cancers being healed, of lives transformed? of people redeemed. How much more can He do? If He saved us, how much more can God do for us? So Lord, I'm standing here right now with with our people, our church. And I thank You, Lord God, for all that You've accomplished, everything on the cross. Lord, You've asked us to trust You in Your perfect work. Receive with open arms the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness and begin to reign in life through that that great sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Let our prayer be today, Lord God, to receive by the power of the Holy Spirit the grace and the righteousness, those awesome gifts that you give us through the cross. So Lord, with our hands lifted high right now, I declare in this house that we're receiving the smile from heaven and the grace that is empowering us and the love of God that is for us. Right now, I fill you, I bless you, I anoint you to stand in the light of God and receive by the Spirit and by the power of His love, which John talks about as one of the three major components of God, Spirit, light, and love. I stand in the Spirit. I stand in the light and I stand in the great love of God right now I receive it I receive it I receive it I receive it under my life under my heart now if you want to receive this like you've never received it before I'm going to ask you to maybe just come down the front for a moment I'm going to ask you to just put yourself at the altar and say God I want to receive your righteousness I want to feel good about myself. Lord, I want, I want to be able to love life, love you, love other people. I want to feel good about myself. Maybe that's you. 
Maybe you've never received Jesus as Lord of your life. Ask that person beside you right now if they want to receive this prayer. It's a simple prayer. Just come out the front. Come out the front right now. Move, move. Our time is gone. Three minutes to go. In the name of Jesus, I'm asking those people that want to receive grace right now in this house, fresh grace to love themselves, love God, love people. You want to feel the smile of heaven. That you want to feel the smile of heaven. Any need that you have, come right down, right now, here, right now, and receive grace. It's going to be, it's going to like be a deluge. It's going to be like a waterfall in this altar right now in the power of God. In the name of Jesus. Come on, quick, quick. Thanks for listening. For more information on our church, or what you've just heard, go to www.c3tugra.org.au or call the church office on 4351 2963. We hope to see you soon.